about time someone gets real. Bro, are you sure we're even supposed to be listening to this? Welcome to the Church Misfit Podcast with motivational and thought-provoking content designed to push you further personally, professionally, and spiritually. If this don't move you, you might be dead. Here's your host, Catalyst Collective founder, Joe Elliott. Before we get into this episode, I, I got to take a minute and I got to I got to say, I'm sorry for all to all the listeners and our followers. You know, it occurred to me the other day that we don't do a really good job of explaining who we are as an organization and what we do. We put out a lot of fun stuff, but we uh, it, it kind of may seem random, sporadic at times. Because when we started this podcast, we we just wanted to have real conversations. And let those conversations go wherever they went. We didn't want to overscript anything. We just wanted to be our authentic selves. And then we realized we're missing a big opportunity because most people who listen or follow us don't, don't really know what's at the core of what drives us and what we do. And so I wanted to take a moment to just say, one, thank you for watching, listening, subscribing, all the things that you do. And two, I wanted to invite you into the next step which is what we call the Purpose Project. The Purpose Project is something that we created as a holistic mentorship tool, or if you're coming from the church world, um, you can supplement mentorship with discipleship. We see it as the same thing. And we, at our core, believe that there is a massive misunderstanding about the way discipleship should and could be done to really help people grow personally, professionally, and spiritually. So the Purpose Project cuts through all that to to get at somebody's core, their unique design, how you're wired and why it matters. I think most of us live through life and we feel like we're not sure if we're totally aligned with what our gifts are and what we could be doing. We bounce between confidence, no confidence, don't have a great support network. Well, the Purpose Project is a tool to help you get really on the right track. But more than that, it it brings you further into a community, a community that wants to see you succeed because we truly believe that the world needs your gifts, your passions, and ultimately you operating at um, your, your peak potential. So if that's at all interesting to you, I invite you to take a minute to really go to our website, catalystcollective.community, and uh, you'll see the Purpose Project there. And for a limited time, I'm not selling you guys anything. We would really love to walk you through it at no charge. So if that's, uh, if that's an interest, again, hit our website up. See what we're doing behind the scenes to really invest in, in people like you. And, uh, and thank you for listening. So as we set up this podcast, um, this was a, a brainchild of my daughter Faith's. So I want to welcome her back to the podcast. Thank you. Yeah, you can you can speak now. <laughs> yeah, My monologue thanks. is over. <laughs> yeah, I do have other people here. That wasn't a pre-recorded monologue. Um, so um, we uh, we were talking you and I about uh, different ideas, what people need in this time, and um, you had this idea. So tell us about what you're hoping to get out of this discussion. Those listening, those watching, mm-hmm. what are they going to take away from this? Hopefully. Well, I really want um, this to be a podcast that other young or any age, really, creators can come listen to and just 
resonate with and understand some of the struggles that we have gone through or are going through as artists and creators and also try and figure out if like for us to give feedback so that they can learn from or get ideas from on how to help their own creativity like get to the next level yeah and i i think there's no um this is a great time for this first of all with 40 million americans out of work with uh with people getting job cuts and reduced hours everybody's getting into like scrappy mode and like and, and trying to figure out how we make this work how do you if you've ever had an idea now is the time to probably bring it to life mm-hmm. because there is never there's never going to be an optimal time to do this and so if you're wondering how creators do it to go from idea to making it happen to making money off of that idea and, and just not quitting that's part of what you're going to get from from this episode. Mm-hmm. So right. um, don't want to waste any more time. How about we uh, introduce our guests? And actually, I wanted you guys to introduce yourselves. So um, Grayson, we'll start with you. So who you are, what you do, and, and what's fueling your passion? Why do you do it? Yeah, sure. So my name is Grayson, um, and I'm just 18, so I'm kind of a baby when it comes to stuff like this. Um, but I guess you could call me a painter of sorts. I'm really into art, really into visual creating, into sculpting and drawing, anything that requires me to use my hands. Um, and I don't really know where I started getting a passion for art. I just kind of grew up loving it and grew up loving the actual putting things on paper. I was a very messy child and that was kind of what started the whole process of just getting crayons and just ripping paper and stuff like that. So yeah, that's just a little bit about yeah. how I started probably. Right. Well, <laughs> only 18. Well, only 18 and yeah. you're making money. And okay, that's, uh, well. and, yeah. <laughs> okay, yes, well. that is, that is huge. <laughs> pretty major. Oh, yes. Yeah, so. Thank you. That's great. Nice. You know, we, we look forward to hearing more of your thoughts here as we okay. get into it. Um, so I'm Faith. I run a photography account or photography business and blog. And I guess what really, uh, how I started getting into photography was I always liked reading and telling stories. So I always loved how mm-hmm. a photograph could capture a story and it could be timeless. You know, like you look at it and you can interpret it differently. So um, that's how I got into it. I started taking pictures with my phone and then a really close family friend of ours lent me his camera, um, which I totally did not utilize correctly at the time because I didn't know how to use it. But um, now, yeah, I just absolutely love photography. I love capturing Mm -hmm. color and life and passion, so. Right. <laughs> well, we're already starting to see a, a theme develop, and that is being able to take a passion and turn it into uh, a business or mm-hmm. at least a side hustle. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bring so a side my hustle. Name's Sunny, and um, I'm a full-time uh, online reseller on eBay, Poshmark, and Mercari. And I started that about two years ago. Um, actually, a little bit about myself. Like I started shopping you know thrift stores when i was in high school Mm -hmm. and just loved it just for my own personal i didn't like to shop at the mall i always wanted you know to go to the thrift stores find Mm -hmm. something unique and so i've done that all my life raised my kids doing the same thing and then uh, a couple years ago uh, my daughter actually turned me on to poshmark which is the online selling platform and um yeah i mean she was making money doing it and i was like well what the heck let me try so (laughs) i bought a couple of things and put them on there and 
lo and behold, I sold them pretty quickly and mm-hmm. and I loved it. It was awesome. So I just started doing it. And I did that for the last two years. And mm-hmm. maybe about three or four months ago, I went full time. Mm-hmm. I left nice. my full time job and have been doing that. And I just love it. I love the idea of taking things that are used. And if they don't sell, they're going to end up mm-hmm. in a landfill mm-hmm. and saving them and giving them a new life and someone else who can love them and, and use them. And, you know, mm-hmm. so that's I've been really enjoying that. Yeah. So. Well, that's awesome. And yeah. and bef- now those listening and watching, they're going to they're going to need to go to your store and follow you because here's the deal. Um if you buy anybody else's used crap on eBay or Poshmark, <laughs> it's going to come laced with COVID. However, <laughs> if you shop Sunny, you are getting COVID-free merchandise. Absolutely. Yes. I steam all of my clothing, which is better than washing it, gets lots more bacteria out of it. Yep. And I package things really nicely. And yep. yeah, you'll get a, a really nice piece of clothing and yep. be happy. There so, you yeah. go. Shop selected by Sunny. There it is. <laughs> there it is. All right. Now... Give me a shot at this. I'm not going to look at. I want to introduce you. And last time I did this, it took me three hours to recover from dying <laughs> laughing because I could not get this straight. So I have it, uh, you know, laid out, but I'm not going to look at this sheet of paper. I want to welcome back D. Coyote. He did, did it. I did he it? Did he did it. it. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. Hi, I'm D. Coyote. And I'm a vocalist, musician, yeah. producer, designer um, from right here in Austin, Texas. And um, I guess I've spent a lot of time telling stories and making music and telling stories in that way. Um, lately, I've become maybe maybe you know you talk about like all the all the hustling that's been happening <coughs> in these in these last days. I think for me, um, I have decided that this is a perfect opportunity to be the person that I want to be the exact person I want to be I mean like there's there's no reason you I mean that you can't just walk right out and you know be exactly the person that you want to be because I think I think these times have changed us in such an amazing way and uh, I think you know in in being able to do that and kind of already having been on that track I've become more of an advocate of you know, being your true self, living your purpose, and really living your dream, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, I think now there's there has never been another time where you can be unapologetically you. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think if, if you're not you, who else is going to do it, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> yeah. so, mm-hmm. yeah. so here I am yep. to, to represent and do my best to help steer anybody who wants to feel that way, in <clears> that <throat> way, in that mm-hmm. direction, and along that path, along their path. So... There and again, before we leave this episode, people are going to know your latest projects and what you're into because I got some questions I want to. I was just poking around, and like, what is he up to? So I got some questions I need to ask. Okay, let's jump into this first one. So, um, first and foremost, this pandemic, COVID nineteen, how is it impacting you guys? What what is you know since March till now? Um, what what's been happening? Has this been a good thing? A bad thing? Has it refined you? Has it has it sent you to another level? Has it made you want to crawl in a hole and cry <laughs> like how is this pandemic impacting you guys i'll go first yeah um so actually for me it's been a, a blessing mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> um because normally i would um go shopping a lot more mm-hmm. and i'm limited mm-hmm. now to what i can do so uh, luckily i had bought things ahead of time mm-hmm. so i had stuff that i could be listing mm-hmm. but um mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. don't you get close to that mic? 
Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, no, so I bought a bunch yeah. of stuff. And um, and also, I mean, just because people aren't able to go out, they're shopping more online. Mm-hmm. And so that's been like my sales have gone up tremendously mm-hmm. um, because nice. the stores aren't open. They can't go there. So people are turning to shopping online instead. And so yeah. that's been great for my business. But what about the you, you running out of inventory? How are you getting creative to get your inventory um, with stores ha- closing and everything? Well, like I said, uh, before this happened, you, you I used to up. go shopping a ton. Yeah. And okay. so I loaded up, but I was since I was working full time, mm-hmm. I didn't have the time to, to list everything that I had. And so uh, I had a stockpile of stuff. And so mm-hmm. it's kind of helped carry me through this wow. time. And nice. also I've had like friends and neighbors that have given me clothing mm-hmm. and then I've resold that. Um, mm-hmm. So that's helped as well. I want to, I don't know if my wife would go th- go for this, but <laughs> I want to take five pairs of my shoes and five pairs of her shoes mm-hmm. and see which one we get more money for. Okay. Yeah, hands do down. Okay, I can, I can yeah. already tell now, you the answer. The, the winner, <laughs> yes, the winner of between me and her gets to go out and buy three new pairs of shoes. Ooh, I like it. You like it? Yes. I like it. That's yeah. a bit. Is that good with you, honey? <laughs> yes. Yes. All right, that's gonna be awesome. We're gonna do that. Um, five pairs. Start picking out your pairs first. I already know what I'm selling. Mine are in good condition because I take care of my stuff. Okay. That voice in the background is our sound technician, Rabona. <laughs> okay. Um, how about the rest of you guys? Um, well, for me, it's been nice because I've had a lot more time to go uh, work on building more of a pro- por- uh, portfolio because mm-hmm. um, I have a lot more time for photo shoots, um, a lot more time for hours that normally I wouldn't shoot at, like um, early in the morning so I can get like blue hour and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely, I've had a lot more time to sit back and read books about developing as an artist. Um, something that my favorite book right now is The Artist's Way um, by Julia something. Cameron. <laughs> by Julia Cameron. Uh, that's a really great book. Um, so, yeah, just a lot of time to... What? I got, <laughs> I, because I'm sad. I have something in my mind I want to say, but you're my daughter, and I don't know if it's going to embarrass you, but I want to say it anyway, because it's really, it's, it's really bragging on you. Okay, so what does a photographer do in the middle of a pandemic when like all the parks are closed and everybody's quarantining? What what do you what do you do? So one of the things you did with one of your BFFs is you went and took photographs in a drainage ditch. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, they turned out when, really well. When, yeah. when you told me, yeah, that's, an awesome, that's an awesome the thing. Backdrop. If you go to your yeah. Instagram account you think out of the and box. you just start that's scrolling funny. through you know your photos you would not be able to tell where this drainage ditch was but you were literally taking photos in a drainage ditch that's 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 how you get scrappy and and creative thank you yeah that's my favorite shoots you should check it out at elliot stokes photography (laughs) on instagram and facebook or www oh god elliotstokesphotography.com but yeah so lots of time to do more shoots build a portfolio practice techniques i wouldn't use yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's awesome. How's this impacted the music biz? Uh, I mean, it's been it's been pretty major. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, playing out live um, came to a screeching halt, mm-hmm. and never expected that to happen. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think um, I think I talked to you. I guess it was it was enough time. I guess it was September twelfth when I made this decision. You know, to kind of work on a rebrand and everything. And I, you know, ramped up for the spring, and then spring gets here, and it's all, you know, just the breaks, you know. So um, I shifted from really trying to focus a lot of energy toward 
really getting out and playing something um, in front of people to um, I just decided that I'm gonna make one more full-length record you know and and if I'm, you know if it doesn't take off it doesn't do something if it doesn't go somewhere then I'm gonna move on to the next thing but mm-hmm. you know having said that you know I'm pouring everything that I have into it mm-hmm. um, um, anything any risk that I that I thought man I really want to take this risk I'm throwing it all I'm throwing it all at the wall mm-hmm. you know and seeing what sticks um, really I, I feel like I have a lot more to say and mm-hmm. so I'm saying it mm-hmm. and it's it feels really good it feels it feels uh, like a, a weights off me and, and like I'm throwing something out <clears throat> into the into the universe into the world you know for for it to take a life you know mm-hmm. if it's gonna live you know I hope it does mm-hmm. you know but who's to say you know yeah, yeah. and so yeah here's here's a, at the core what I hear so far from from you guys is you, there's no there's no victim mentalities at this table. Nobody's a victim of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. It, it, right. For each Absolutely. of you, you've doubled down on your creativity and making it work. And I think that's an element of whatever you want to do in life and be successful at. You know, there, there's it's not going to be a straight line. It's not a linear path. S- stuff's going to come up. It's going to impact you uh, in different ways. And you've got to double down on your focus, your your drive, mm-hmm. why you were doing it in the first place, and um, and just keep moving forward. So, um, I love that. Um, so I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna change it up. And, and Grace, I'm gonna aim this one at you. So okay. let's look at. <laughs> I want, I want to talk about the, the, really the, I guess the emotional, mental, the mental mm. health side mm-hmm. of being a, a creative, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, because you're, you're putting yourself out there in, yes. in new and different ways. Yes. How do you manage like the mental ups and downs that come with this? That's a great question. Um, You know, I would say it's not so much as managing as it is just learning to cope with things Mm -hmm. like that. Um, Being an artist myself, I really rely on emotions to transfer that onto paper and to find like new ways. Like that's a really heavy part of what I do. Um, So when I'm not in that state of mind, it's really hard to make anything, mm-hmm. um, especially right now. You know, everything's going on. The world is heavy. It's hard. It's dark, and a lot of us don't really feel like creating things right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just as far as managing, I just I actually kind of turn to art to manage. I love doing um, like art therapy is an actual thing. It's really cool, mm-hmm. um, where you just literally paint whatever you want whenever mm-hmm. you feel like it, and. You make some really cool things and I like it a lot. Um, but yeah, it's a hard life for artists out there. Mm-hmm. I have mad respect for everybody who does that. Yeah. yeah. Anybody else on the roller coaster? How do you, <laughs> how do you manage the ups and me- the mental ups and downs of being a creator? No? That's funny. Anyone? Anyone? <laughs> well, maybe you guys are all just Nobody wants you to know, on it. drugs and so it yeah. just evens you out. That's a great, we, great idea. Yeah, we. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not me, not me, not me. Yeah. I say that um, I think for me, probably what I worry more about um, is customer satisfaction. Um, So because if somebody doesn't like what I give them, it's kind of like you didn't like my art, you know, how Mm -hmm. I edited the photo. Mm -hmm. Wait a minute. (laughs) You're the photographer. They're in the photo. If they don't like it, I mean, you can't make ugly pretty. That's Whoa. that's a farce. <laughs> that's not true. There's, everybody, 
<laughs> That's not true. Photoshop right. wonders. Yes, I okay. stand corrected. Okay. First of all, so everybody. I mean, if, if I had three eyeballs, no, listen, you're going to edit out one of me. them. I mean, it's no. still a Martian. Oh. No, listen to me. Every single person that I've ever photographed, what, whether or not you would look at them and think they're photogenic, there's there is no. If you are able to capture who that person is, then there's no ugly photograph. So that's so sweet. That's why I can never be a photographer. Yeah, but even if even if it's crazy eyes, or even if it's like you know, (laughs) you know, if it's like you know, being asleep, I don't know. Even if it's like it's the moment, right? There's yeah, there's nobody that's gonna that I don't want anybody to not be satisfied with how they look in any of the photos I take because then I didn't do my job in making them feel like like good. Mm-hmm. Um, which is what I aim to do. I want to make people feel good when I like, show them photographs. I don't want them to be like, oh, like I don't look great in that. Because I'm like, well, <laughs> that's what I worked on. <laughs> um, but yeah, for me, I get I get a lot of anxiety before I, I while I'm editing and mm-hmm. before I give photos to someone um, on whether or not they'll like it or they'll they'll like what I've done. Um, do you guys think this is an age thing? I'm not trying to put us on the old side of the table. However, we're not 18 yeah. anymore. Do you think at a certain age you're just you start putting stuff out there and you could just care less how many likes or comments or things that you get, whereas maybe it's harder when we're younger? No, depends on the person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I care. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I have high standards, so I care <laughs> okay. what I put out has to be the best that I can. If you're yeah. gonna put, if you're gonna do the work, make it the best that it can be. I, yeah. I don't like to put absolutely. out bad stuff. I so when put out so when someone quality when someone receives your merchandise mm-hmm. and you don't get a high score, that it, mm-hmm. it affects me. It affects mm-hmm. me. Yes. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I try not to let it, but it really it, I take it personally a little bit. Oh yeah, I take it because so I, personally. Yeah, me too. There's so much pride in what I do. Like I love what I do, and I I put pride into what. I do and I want that person to love it too you know Mm -hmm. and when they don't and they give you a bad rating not necessarily because they didn't like the actual product but maybe just because it didn't fit them the way they liked Mm -hmm. which you can't control I mean I you tell them the measurements and the size and all Mm -hmm. that and that's beyond my control but it still Mm -hmm. hurts me you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so I'm like oh I wish they would have had yeah. a better experience, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. I want a, a happy For customer, sure. you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Anytime okay. I lose a follower, I like have a little small mental breakdown in my oh, head really on, on my uh, creative accounts. So whether it's right. something I've catalyst account, if I post something and it loses a follower, <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> or like my own photography account. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I just, I guess I've gotten to where I just kind of let go. And mm-hmm. like that, that's kind of how I think I would have, would, would sum up how I deal with it. It's just sort of like, you just kind of let go of it, you know, the yeah. whole policy of the empty hand. And, um, you know, I think, you know, being apologetic about what you do, like, if you're going to color things a certain way, you're going to throw focus, you know, mm-hmm. a certain way or, you know, style your stuff a certain way, wrap your stuff up a certain way. It's like, you know, that's distinctly you, you know, and I yeah. think, um, you know, I think also it's like as a as an artist, you got to got to be ready for critique because it's, <laughs> it's a it's a yeah. critical thing that <laughs> yeah. you're doing. Absolutely. And it's either good or bad. And yeah. sometimes you can make bad art. I've made plenty of bad yeah. art <laughs> written plenty of crappy songs and um you know that's why you know you know learning through the iterative process mm-hmm. it's like you you refine your stuff and you put it out there and eventually you're writing great things or you're making great things you mm-hmm. know? Absolutely. so how do you how do you manage the if you open yourself up first of all i guess the question is do you open <laughs> yourself up to critique by inviting it and if you do how do you manage to not get crushed by that critique 
<laughs> okay, I have one. Um, so I actually, I applied to the University of Texas, not really wanting to go there, but I applied to their art department. Um, and it was just a massacre of my art. Like I got just shredded, like it was cruel. Um, and I had like a whole one-on-one -on -one meeting with the professors and they were just like, you don't have your own style. Like you are um, pulling from famous artists. And that was like the most heartbreaking thing to hear because I thought it was good. And to have these professionals who I looked up to tell me that it was bad. Um, I definitely cried that day. It was a really hard day. Um, but looking back on it, that was probably the best thing that's ever happened to me because I made a promise to myself that day that I would never have another professional say that to me, that I wasn't unique in what I did. Um, and it really, it just really motivated me to start finding my own style and start doing things differently. Um, but oh my gosh, definitely not going there. Yeah, <laughs> Nothing that's against a them, great but, example. Yeah, yeah, please don't go there. I'm yeah. Gonna <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah uh, I love that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna <talk> <laughs> Sorry. Nothing against them. Nothing against them. Yeah. <laughs> no, Grayson, okay. you're awesome. I love Grayson's art. Aww. It's amazing. Uh, we like we started doing a creator of the week on mm -hmm. the Catalyst uh -huh. pages in order to promote um, helping people discover their gifts and passions. And Grayson was the first person I had as Aww. our creator of the week. I didn't even know that. I love her account so much. Yeah. That's so sweet. Right. Well, Faith with the with photography, James with music. Yeah. I mean, anything stand out to you guys you, do you open yourself up for critique um, and how do you well, not I, get crushed by it i want people to know so in the middle of a shoot i'm, I'm showing people the pictures i'm taking because mm -hmm. i want to know if they don't think an angle looks good i'm going to critique you right now <laughs> the mic is over there your oh mouth is over here let's line that up wow <laughs> boom that was smooth got it. that was smooth <laughs> i want to okay okay how'd you handle that uh, fine. Okay, You're good. just like a mild annoyance. Um, okay. <laughs> no, like, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, like I want to know during the shoot so I don't you're send cute. it. You're, you're cute, but you're also grounded. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> can, 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 can I? Yeah. Can I yeah. be taken seriously, please? Yes, I will. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no. So, um, yeah, I like to interact with them in the shoot so they know what I'm doing, and I like to beforehand know um, what kind of vibes they want to get out of their photos you know if we're going for romantic or hip or like <laughs> some sort of style and i want to know um what colors they want because i won't just edit how i prefer to edit if somebody likes recently i did a shoot and normally i lean towards golden hour and sun and vibrant green mm -hmm. and somebody was telling me before the shoot when i asked them what they're looking for that they wanted neutral tones and white and i was like oh <laughs> but i want to know before so that i can give them what's gonna mm -hmm. make them happy in the pictures of them because they're paying for it but um i lost track of the question what was the question yeah you did <laughs> yeah, that's cool I'm, we're yeah. listening we're all taking notes yeah what was the question you critique and i know you get critique because oh, yeah. you're gonna post no, your photos so and people I are gonna want, comment on those photos i want people to tell me when they don't like something so i can change yeah. it yeah before yeah. they yeah. get the final product. Yeah. That's well, I don't. I, of of all the creators here at this table, I can't imagine being a songwriter, musician, creator at your at, at, at what you're doing, mm -hmm. because the, everybody's palette is so different. Absolutely. Oh yeah. You're you're bound to have way more people that would not like it than like it, right? I don't know. Like, That's what I found. Is that? <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know. I mean, I'm still I'm still just trying to trying to be heard, you know. And mm-hmm. it's like uh, you know the first ten seconds of a video. It's like if you don't grab grab their attention, you know, it's like you're gonna lose them. And so the same thing applies, you know. I was just having a conversation today with um, with a producer here in town, and he was saying, you know, it's like one of the things that he he noticed that one of the things I was trying to do was um, some vintage vintage uh mm-hmm. production production stuff you know which is making making the sounds a little bit flatter which means like the vocals don't pop mm-hmm. they don't pop mm-hmm. the way that you know we've all been trained to to hear music these sure. days you know mm-hmm. and so you know, like i've been i've been spending a lot of time in listening to bands like buffalo springfield and mm-hmm. um you know any of the laurel canyon stuff which is um i've just been so digging that and so I really wanted to bring a lot of a lot of that 60s stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and just and revisit it because mm-hmm. nobody's doing it, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, being sometimes <laughs> just, you know, grabbing on onto something that hasn't been around in a while is just like the most creative thing that you can do because there's really nothing yeah. new under the sun, you know. It's just how much, how much of the music side is storytelling? And I say that because. So just the other night, we're watching. We finished the the MJ documentary, The Last Dance, and uh, and, and <laughs> so we that. have someone. We have we have someone here in our friend group who was not didn't watch any of it. Didn't really care. Not into basketball. Michael Jordan story. Totally normal. But when we set up what was happening and made her watch episode nine of ten, halfway into it, she's realizing, wow, it's such good storytelling that you can't help but get into it, even if you hate basketball. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're drawn in, and I'm wondering mm-hmm. on the music side of things because I, you're a brilliant storyteller, and I'm wondering if you just listen to your music without knowing in the story, like how much that plays into it, and that, that those that know your story and know your creative ability, and maybe even seen things that you produce outside of music, right? They're able to hear and experience your music in a different way. I wonder how much of that, because I always thought you should be in video i love your music <laughs> well, I, I love your music but i was like you know i i, I think the Shoot. video music interesting. combination interesting interesting right yeah. well first i just want to say mj is amazing i mean yeah. and that's yes. that's a big part of what makes him such a what makes that such a great story and i i you know i would mm-hmm. i would never compare myself to that guy but but you know you have to really be you got to be a catalyst and you really got to be a, a thermometer a thermostat and not a thermometer you know in terms of <laughs> stuff like that but um you know in terms of we're talking about story yes storytelling um yeah i think um i'm not i suck at small talk (laughs) like i can't i cannot do small talk to save my life like typically i haven't been able to you know it's like hey how you doing you know like tell me the story of your life like tell me tell me what's at the bottom of your heart you know like all that kind of stuff yeah and uh and i think i tend to connect with people who are just like past like this they're no bullshit you know mm-hmm. like like there's there's no pretense there's you know there's really just you know it's like Brene Brown talks about vulnerability oh gosh, you know I love her. and like authenticity yeah. and yes. all that yes. kind of stuff I mean because like that stuff is powerful you know yes. mm-hmm. and I think when when people when when it's real mm-hmm. and when you bring in things that are like spe- Malcolm Gladwell talks about the power of specificity mm-hmm. in in writing songs. So it's like when you when you write something, you know, like about a bicycle, mm-hmm. or you know, everybody's immediately going to go to their bike, mm-hmm. you know, or yeah. to their times on a bike, or mm-hmm. you know, you think about, 
you know, this little piece of your life or something, and you talk about, you know, the smell of the way a meal, you know, is blowing mm-hmm. through the air or something like that. It's like it sparks up nostalgia. It sparks up deep feelings, you know, and, like, those are the things that, like, you have to learn how to cultivate either in, you know, whether it's in, in like, a lyric and in, in the way a music builds or falls or anything like that or whether it's the way you frame a shot or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I am actually moving into video, man. I'm doing all a show. Right. <laughs> nice. Love it. Love it. <laughs> um, all right. Let me put the business hat on. Everybody's going to oh, put their okay. business hat on for these next two questions, okay? They'll go. They're going to move a little bit quicker. But the first one is um, just on a super, super practical, think about the, the software, the apps, the tools, mm. the tricks that you use that help you in your business or creative process. What are your, some of your favorites that like, man, if this tool wasn't here, I wouldn't know what I would do. Um, so for me, as a non-creative in the normal sense of creative, like, I live on Canva. Like Canva's huge. Oh my huge. gosh! Like Preach. I don't know what people Preach. did before yeah. without Canva. Like Canva makes me look like a genius. Yeah, um, absolutely. So that's funny. So that's that's my go-to. And if you don't, if you're listening to this and don't know what Canva is, it's I think it's going to be more important than Word, Excel, and Google Sheets in the absolutely. future. Absolutely. Like you better. You, Brush up your, you know, <laughs> yeah. Canva skills. I've been digging soon. Asana too. I mean, I don't know if you've ever, yeah, if you've yeah, heard yeah. of Asana. Is it Asana? the same thing, or is it a different thing? I'm no, yeah, I have no. Yeah, Canva. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm talking about just from a, just well, from an organizational well, perspective. Asana is the task management, right? It's yeah. like yeah. organizing your skills. So Canva is like the the digital flyer, create your mm. ads, yeah. social media. Yeah, gotcha. like do it real fast, get it out there, gotcha. make it look pretty. But uh, t- Asana, I've used. Well, I was just gonna say, you know, like when you start you know, getting a bunch of people together, you know, organizing teams or, you know, putting down a lot of, uh, you know, kind of like milestone ideas and things mm-hmm. that you want to tackle, you know, yeah. that you want to be able to share with teams, you know, communication across teams, you know, it's got to happen. Like yep. it's got to happen yeah. really quickly. And not only that across a team, but like a community too. So, and I think looking outside of, of social media and looking outside of like all kind of the normal channels, it's like, how can we, um, work really well together, mm-hmm. you know, where you can like, you know, you can log in when it works mm-hmm. for you mm-hmm. and like, it's good collaborative tools, you know? Yeah. So, no, no, and then anything sense. draw, yeah. anything draw, you know? Yep. Yeah. Illustrator. So Sunny in the world of flipping, reselling, what are the go-to kind of software apps or tools that you're using? So the most important thing I think for selling and what makes me stand out is the quality of my pictures. And I used to be a photographer and like uh, photography when I was growing up too and Mm -hmm. young adult. And so this gives me kind of an outlet for that as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think the thing that sets me apart is that I spent a lot of time editing my photos, Mm -hmm. but um, the app that I use is called Snapseed. Okay. And it's oh, yeah. fantastic. And like it, it does so many wonderful things. It, you know, just like makes my pictures just pop. And, um, and that stands out because a lot of people just like, you know, they'll just throw a piece of the clothing like on their bed or mm-hmm. on the floor or something like that. And I'll do like an, um, a crisp white background. And that's where the co- coronavirus comes from. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I don't do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> background, uh, and it just makes it stand out. So yeah. that is wonderful. And then the other thing I use um, for reselling is a, a program called Vindu, okay. mm. and it's um it's a cross listing program. So like mm-hmm. I can take all of like I was on Poshmark first. Okay. And so I had all my Poshmark listings there, and I was able to import 
all of my listings from uh, Poshmark and then put them onto eBay. It just grabbed all my, oh, imported cool. all my pictures and yeah. put them into eBay without that's having awesome. me to re, I mean, it was so easy. All mm-hmm. right, what, if you're new to the world of reselling Vindu. and flipping. <laughs> Get Vindu. Vindu, that, Vindu. yes. Sounds I like, like that. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I was, we just saw, we just posted a car we're trying to sell. Right. And it's a pain in the butt to like, oh, Craigslist yeah. mm-hmm. and then and all And then all the different fielding sites. all the phone calls too, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, Facebook Marketplace <laughs> kills me. Oh. I don't want to use Facebook. Is it available? I don't, I don't oh. know anymore. Is the car available? Is the car? Yeah, it's and in every language possible. <laughs> I mean, how many ways can you? Are these bots that are asking me, "Is it available?" Fifty million times, <laughs> and then I got to, and then the fool in me has to reply, "Yes, that's yes, funny. yes, yes, yes," and then it's crickets. Yes, that's unfortunate. Like, <laughs> yeah. just, that drives Sorry. me crazy. So, tip for Facebook Marketplace: Don't reply to the "Is it available?" Oh. <laughs> Because it really is. don't care. Because they really, because <laughs> yeah. it is, and they really don't care. No, that's good advice. Yeah. Anyway, all right. What are you guys using? Um, so for photo editing, I'm using Lightroom and Photoshop. Oh, I love those. Uh, love Lightroom those. for sure. I would start with because it's a lot mm-hmm. less complicated than mm-hmm. Photoshop. Photoshop's a beast. Um, I only <laughs> go to Photoshop if I'm in drastic need or I really want to do something artistic. Um, Photoshop. In terms of photo editing, Lightroom has everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just had to go to Photoshop once so far for like editing that I was doing for a client because I had to edit some bra work and yeah, it was bad. But so Photoshop <laughs> fixes anything really, really drastic. But Lightroom's very good. Mm-hmm. I use Canva a lot when I'm making posts on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's yeah. pretty much it for me. Um, I'm a Pinterest girl. Um, mm-hmm. You will find me on there all the time. Um, definitely just because I like to paint and things like that. The number one rule of like being an artist is you have to steal from other people. It's basically plagiarism, but they just allow it, which is really weird. But, um, so I'm always on there. I'm literally always on there more than I spend on social media, Mm -hmm. on texting. Like it's an addiction. It's probably bad, but do you get more traction, um, selling your own creative art and products on Pinterest or Instagram? Probably Instagram, but I definitely use Pinterest because people people will subconsciously see things that I post on there and then save it. And when they go back and look at that, they're like, oh, I'll buy that. And they just click it and it leads them like right to my social media account. So it's mm-hmm. kind of some mm-hmm. some mm-hmm. manipulation. Do you sell on Etsy as well? I don't sell on Etsy. I mainly sell on Instagram, okay. but someday I'll get on Etsy. You should. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so now um, this is part business, part philosophical, but somebody's thinking, okay, I have an idea, I have a passion that I'm trying, Mm -hmm. that I'd love to make turn into something. What, they've gotta have an element, we've talked about it a little bit, something in their DNA that's gonna help them take this from concept to reality. So as you think back about what are some of the qualities that you feel like you have that make you successful at what you do. Like, why, and don't take it for granted, right? Because a lot of people will say, I don't know, I don't know, you've got something there. Because most people, the vast majority of people will never move out of idea and concept. Mm -hmm. But you guys have. So what is it that gets you to that level? I was gonna allude to what I was saying earlier about working with other people. Like if you don't have, if you don't, like, I'm a great starter. I can be a really terrible finisher on my own. I mean, like, I've been, I've been better 
you know, the more projects that I do. But I think if if I if I'm honest, I mean, I, I think I've done a pretty good job selecting different people to like fill the role of that person, you know, or you know, to help me finish certain mm-hmm. things, you know. And I think really, you know, having having people around you that help you finish is really a good thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's put it No, but but serious. So you have to be proactive, is what I'm yes. hearing you say about finding. A, cre- a, a community or other people that will help you execute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, right? mentorship, whether it's, you know, whether it's just, you know, maybe you're great at what you do, but maybe maybe there are other people who are better than you, you know, and learning, learning from those who are better than you, like spending time with them. Um, definitely playing music with people who are better mm-hmm. than you, you know, is, is something. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... It's a great perspective. I mean, it's, you know, there's a lot to... And always be learning. I mean, I know that sounds like a kind mm-hmm. of a cliche, but yeah. it's like if you're, you know, if you're not, if you're not really learning. And I feel like I have become a lifelong learner where, you know, it's like I'm always looking for a way to move the needle, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Sonny, what's your, wh- what's the secret sauce here? <laughs> um, learn, like, I believe what he said, like learning. So okay. I do, I'm really big on research. Okay. And so when yeah. I was like, learning or wanting to do this i really like soaked up everything i could find on anybody who was already doing it mm-hmm. and like learned from what they were doing or their mistakes that they shared that they were vulnerable enough to share mm-hmm. and that really taught me a lot so I, I did i feel like i missed a lot of mistakes because of what people were influencers were willing to share mm-hmm. so that's been great and then just believing in yourself mm-hmm. believing that you can do it i mean mm-hmm. when i was working full-time and i, I told my Coworkers, I was going to be quitting and what I was going to be doing. They thought I was crazy, yeah. but I knew that yeah. I could do it. Mm-hmm. Like I knew I could be successful. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I just did it. And then yeah. I'm really determined, consistent person. Yeah. And it takes determination and consistency to mm-hmm. weather the storm and the ups mm-hmm. and downs of mm-hmm. a business or your art or whatever you're doing mm-hmm. because they come and they go. Sometimes yeah. you're on top and everybody loves what you're doing. And sometimes Absolutely. you're on, you know, no, nobody yeah. likes it. You put yeah. stuff out there and it doesn't get any likes, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you just have everybody. to be yeah. consistent and just like kind of have, have to have to have a little bit of a hard shell to, yeah. you know, to just kind of yeah. like, yeah, okay. I'll, I'll put something else out there and we'll mm-hmm. see how that goes, you know? And I love the idea of when you're, when you're in that initial phase, especially one, I hear you say you're, you're never, slowing down on your learning you're always learning but in that initial phase where you're doing a lot of learning learn about the path that other people where they have failed right like what yeah and you can learn so much oftentimes more so from people who have started and failed mm-hmm. down the path that you want to go down than yeah. people that have succeeded mm-hmm. right so Absolutely. study both and you're able to um get some yeah. great insight True. um faith grayson <laughs> I definitely was so busy listening to the wisdom that I lost track of the question. Um, okay, it's okay. I can go. I'll let okay. you think about it. Okay. Um, for me, it's really the criticism that other people give you really motivates me as a person. Um, I don't know. That's just who I am, but I feel like most people can relate to that. Like, people, there's always going to be people who don't like you, who don't like what you do, but criticism is your best friend. It's your best friend, absolutely. Um, because you, you have two choices in life. Like you can accept it um, and let it become who you are or you can act on it and make something of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I was talking about with the UT professors, <laughs> God yeah. bless them, you know. Um, yeah. the, the next day when I woke up, I think that's 
probably when I decided to start making money off of my art. I was like, I need to prove them wrong. You know, like one day when I'm CEO of the company and mm -hmm. they want in, you know? <laughs> so it's really just that that hurt that fuels you, you know? That primal instinct that you get when someone's like, this is bad. Um, I just didn't want to sit with that for the rest of my life. Um, and I feel like a lot of people can relate to that, so. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. I, I think that's, yeah, I mean like, so most people would fold under that, yeah. under that yeah. pressure. Yeah. and and you let it motivate you because what, one of the things I hear you say, one of the key aspects of mm -hmm. it, is you're looking ahead and you're saying, yes. and you're looking at things through the lens of regret. Yes. Right? Yes. You're gonna regret it if yes. you don't push through this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's probably what happened to me probably about, was about a month ago. I was in a meeting um, at a company that will not be named. And, <laughs> but you know, it was a, it was a Friday yeah. and it was one of those meetings um, you know, we were all on Zoom, and it's just like a little piece of me died. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I mean, and I yeah. know, and I know you, you, you hear people say that, and then you don't believe it, what it feels like until it happens to you. But I remember yeah. thinking to myself, if I don't, if I don't start, if I don't change and stop doing this right now, and and really go after what it is that I want, I'm gonna die doing this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's yeah. and and. And it's that regret too, you know. It's that, Absolutely. and I just like, I will, I will not, I will not yes. go out that way. Yes, it's yeah. the stubbornness. Yeah. It really I will is. Not yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that. I, and, and we're all stubborn to a certain degree. Yeah, you gotta take <laughs> that gift and you gotta aim it in the yes. right direction. <laughs> yes. One of the most motivational movies I've ever seen in my life. There's this scene where. Fat Amy gets hit with a flying burrito. <laughs> and as she's wiping the beans and cheese off of her body, she's letting it, in her words, fuel her hate fire. Exactly. That's what she got to do. So when life smothers you yeah. with a flying burrito, oh you've got to let it fuel your hate I fire. That. I love yeah, that. And go after it. Period. Yeah. Yeah. Faith, I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let <laughs> follow that wisdom. Go for it, honey. Right, I still don't know what the question was. <laughs> oh my gosh! It's what Faith. fuels <laughs> your oh, art. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, for me, uh, this seems redundant because I feel like I already answered this earlier. But definitely, just the one to tell stories. Um, what makes me, I guess, after I receive constructive criticism, um, or just criticism. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't feel great, but um, <laughs> it is something that you have to learn from. You have to Google. I, I watch a lot of YouTube, a mm -hmm. lot of like um, what other photographers are doing or what they're not So doing. you've just gotten crushed, right? Somebody has looked <laughs> at your stuff you laugh, and they've yeah. crushed you. Yeah. They've crushed your spirit. You don't quit, or at least you haven't yet. <laughs> but you take, but something pushes you through that to where you get back and you mm -hmm. keep going. Mm -hmm. What? What is that? Why? Um, I mean, why I, not I, just quit? Because <laughs> I don't. I don't do it necessarily to make money. The making money is nice, but I like the satisfaction I find in what I create. Mm -hmm. So when I get bad feedback or somebody who wasn't satisfied, then I just have to remind myself that it wasn't like it was. A courtesy that I was doing for money you know mm -hmm. like I'll sell you my art but if you don't like it it's still like precious to me you know like yeah it wasn't in the first place ever something I was doing 
for the money. So is it almost like a it's like a math equation that we do that we don't know we're doing that that the joy of us creating and doing equals more than the pain yeah. um, that we receive mm -hmm. or that comes at us in the process of being critiqued or let down or failing. Like at the end of the day, the net positive is again, I'm, I enjoy this. Mm -hmm. It's a part of who I am and I'm, and, and that's enough to keep pushing me mm -hmm. forward. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, uh, before we go, before, as we wrap up, I want to, what are you guys working on now? One, how, where, what are you working on now? What, what are you doing? What does the next year look like? How do people follow you? Like, how do people get in touch? And this will be all in the, the podcast show notes and all that kind of stuff. But while we're here, um, what are you working on? What are you doing? Um, James, I don't even know. Decoyote. 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 D Coyote, oh. Mr. D Coyote. <laughs> yes. Can I ask you about Rivet Junkies? Yeah, man. Rivet, okay. Yeah. What are you doing? What are you All up right. to? So, well, but first, can I tell you? Okay, I'll tell you about Rivet Junkies first, and that is, Fred and I are are working on a web. Who's Fred? Yeah, Fred oh. sounds totally like a made up person. <laughs> and this guy is made made up. It's not real. All right. So my good buddy Fred Mondujano. Okay. Who is uh. uh my drummer friend who's working okay. with me on my new D Coyote record okay. that's going to be out September eleventh. Uh, nice. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm releasing it one day, one day shy of a year when I had all this stuff, you know, the rebrand start. Yeah. And uh, so he and I are working together on a show called Rivet Junkies, and it the set is on a 1955 Spartan Imperial oh, Mansion. Oh, nice. And uh, I. I guess I'll t should I, I'll tell a little bit about the show. In the front, there is a uh, eight eight top chef's table. In the back, there is a little sound stage for an artist to perform. And in the center is a professional kitchen where we'll have guest chefs and uh, come in. and And the name of the show is really um, "Amuse Bouge and Friends with the Rivet Junkies." And Fred <laughs> and I are the Rivet Junkies. And and you know the rivets are you know food and music to you know, big bolts mm -hmm. that go right through mm -hmm. the fabric of who we are as people and mm -hmm. yeah. that, you know, kind of unite us and make groups and all that stuff. So um, it's about food and music. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. I love that. And yeah. there's more to it, but, I know. but I'm, I'm just, okay. just going to leave it at that. All right. All right. So where do, where do people follow you to get the inside scoop on some of this? Because it sounds super cool. Yeah. yeah. So it's um, the Rivet Junkies thing is it's, it's been in the works. We just we put the Instagram up, and it is Rivet Junkies. Um, so follow us there. Um, that's Fred Mondujano and myself. And then um, if you want to know more about the music that's coming out and what I'm doing, you can follow me at Decoyote Music. Okay. on Instagram. Yeah, All right. that's the best place. All right. Sonny, what nice. does the next year look like and how do people start buying your non-COVID infected <laughs> merchandise? So, um, some of the same. I'm going to continue to sell on those different platforms mm -hmm. that I mentioned, Poshmark, eBay, and Mercari. Mm -hmm. But then also, um, James has been helping me set up a Shopify store of my own so that I can eventually have my own storefront, mm -hmm. um, which would be awesome. So mm -hmm. I'm gonna work on getting that up and running. Mm -hmm. um, and so yeah, that hopefully is the next thing. And people mm -hmm. can right now just um, 
follow me uh, on Instagram at Selected by Sunny, and then that's what I am. My uh, handle, yeah, on Poshmark <laughs> like and eBay. That's selected awesome. by Sunny. Selected by Sunny. Yep. Simple. Cute. Love it. <laughs> um. So for me. This next year, um, I was hoping to do this the fall semester, but it might be spring semester now. I'm um, looking at some internship possibilities for marketing and photography. So I'll be focusing more on blogging about my experiences in Africa, Mm -hmm. doing that, and um, posting humanitarian photographs rather than um, portraits I normally do for people. So um, you can follow, you can read my blog at www.elliotstokesphotography.com or you can follow me on Instagram, uh, elliotstokes underscore photography and there's a link to the blog in my bio. But yeah, so I'll be working on more writing, more humanitarian work. That's great. You're such a good person. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And for me, I am currently working on a mural for this place called The Source. It's a really great organization. Um, They help out pregnant teen moms, just pregnant people in general who are in very uh, not good situations. Mm -hmm. Um, And they offer like parenting classes and where they can earn like points for diapers and things. Mm -hmm. So um, they asked me to do a mural in their little little baby room. Um, Yeah, because it was really dull before and the kids just didn't like it. So currently working on that. Um, I'm also doing graduation caps for people which is like a new oh, addiction yeah, to mine. Cool. Yeah, I know. Because yeah. um, like, okay, our school said that we could decorate our caps, which is like never happened before right. in history. Because mm-hmm. of COVID, they feel bad, you know? Um, so so Grace is making bank on it. <laughs> yeah, okay, no, that's not true. So I decided- Everybody has a Grace uh, yeah, cap. I wanted to do something good. So all the proceeds go to the NAACP, which is like a legal defense fund for African-Americans. Yeah. Really great place. So- awesome. um, Raised a lot of money for that so far, around four hundred dollars. Wow! Yeah, nice I know. Job. So if you need a grad cap painted, come to me. Um, <laughs> you can follow me on Instagram. It's Galloway Girl, which is like the city in Ireland, Galloway. So yeah, I make a recommendation here because even if your graduation is passed, what a cool thing to frame. <laughs> like mm-hmm. yeah. just like get one done and frame it somewhere. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I think ceremony like graduation. There's something about it like yeah that's like it's activating you know what i mean so mm-hmm. that's exciting absolutely yeah. well this has been this has been awesome and i i really hope if you're uh, you know a creator aspiring creator and you're looking at where you take the next steps you got a lot of great counsel wisdom from this episode i know you could reach out personally to each one of these creators and they would help you guide you give you um that's just who they are they're going to give you their best advice and encouragement as much as they can and like i said to start this out if you're someone who's not sure you have a lot of different options and aren't sure which path to choose then reach out to us we Mm -hmm. would gladly take you through our purpose project and, and help you make sense of all these possibilities based on your unique design. So mm-hmm. thanks everybody for Actually, listening. <laughs> I have a confession to make. Oh. Uh-oh. I only put this podcast together because I wanted advice from my favorite creators. So. Uh, <laughs> what are your favorite creators? I to listen to it. Did you, get, did you get the advice? Yeah, I did. Okay. I'm excited Faith, to listen to it back that's again. That's so all right. sweet. There we go. Well, thanks guys. Yeah, Appreciate of course. It. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having us. Yeah. For more free content from Joe and his team of church misfits, visit www.catalystcollective.community.